All right, we're back. Episode 14. Phil? Can you uh, fucking believe it? <laughs> Diamond Joe Quimby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know that was so good, but that was what I was going for. Whatever happened to Diamond Joe? They don't call him Diamond Joe anymore. Remember, it used to be Diamond Joe, now it's just uh-huh. Joe Quimby? Oh, that's a pet peeve of mine. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Election in November. Election in November. What? Again? This <laughs> stupid country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, episode 14, and the first episode, I might add, where we're going straight to iTunes, so look for us on iTunes. It's the big time, people, it's we're, the big time! We're blowing up, yo! <laughs> Call back. Twelve people listen to us! I know, right? But no, now but, we know how many of their you are there. Yeah, well, yeah, but no, I mean, then calling back to the other podcast where I was talking about how um, uh, Vin Diesel... Remember, he, I was talking about that story about how he sent somebody that text message that just said, like, in the middle of the night, I'm oh, blowing I'm up, yo. I'm blowing up, yo. Yeah. <laughs> so we got our Vin Diesel moment just now. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's a little premature. It might be. You never know. But okay, but anyway, look for us on uh, iTunes. Uh, also, the email address, canyoufbi at phil gmail.com <laughs> at phil gmail. no 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 come on I was hoping for one of those uh, you know those throw it over to the other guy that the newscasts do oh okay you well know? you should let me know okay sorry we <laughs> don't know, rehearse this by the <laughs> hey it's your turn <laughs> obviously we're not much rehearsal in the uh, yeah. okay. we just come and go hey what'd you watch mm-hmm. great let's talk okay so anyway we got um, we got a few movies where maybe we'll we got a fairly decent list here. <laughs> Maybe we'll try and keep them a little bit shorter, but I'm sure it might not happen. Yeah, knowing us. Okay, so what do you want to do first? Um, well, we can talk about Dirty Work. Dirty Work, awesome. Norm MacDonald masterpiece. I love Dirty Work, man. And <laughs> I think that a lot of people didn't really get that movie because the humor is so... Like I mentioned before, the humor is so deadpan. It's like, here's a joke <laughs> right in your face. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. is. It's really obvious, yet really like mellow. And there are dead hookers everywhere. <laughs> Why are there dead hookers? <laughs> right. <laughs> and like the the perfect example of that is at the end, the little the, the little voiceover at the end where he's like, "Oh, and Doctor Farthing, because and you know what? Let's I'll tell the joke, but we'll rewind and explain just a little bit for people who haven't heard it or seen it. But um, he goes, so they beat him to death anyway, so he's dead. Bye." <laughs> And that's the end of the movie. So the movie, in a nutshell, is Norm MacDonald gets kicked out by his girlfriend. He goes to live with his uh, best friend, Uh whose dad, played by Jack Warden, is dying of a a bad heart. And Dr. Farthing, played by Chevy Chase, says he can get him a new heart, but it's going to cost $50,000. So they go through all these jobs to try and make money, and they eventually open a revenge for hire business. Of course. Why wouldn't you? That's obvious to me. It occurs to me every day. I know. I'm like, revenge for hire? Gold <laughs> mine. So, basically, they're adventures with that. And then uh, Norm MacDonald. <laughs> or misadventures. <laughs> and hilarity ensues, obviously. <laughs> I will never... Wasn't that Shasta McNasty in, like, Entertainment Weekly? Hilarity ensues. Or what was it? But wasn't there a review that says it? But, and then hilarity does not ensue? Yeah, yeah. But so anyway, Dirty Work, I mean, it's... Oddly enough, directed by Bob Saget. Yeah. I, I never really got that. There are some weird moments in that movie. Like, I remember some of the jokes land just do not work. Like, um, the, uh, oh, what it, 
I look alarm and everybody's sucking sand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dual brain part on this one. <laughs> but, uh, Rickles. Don Rickles. Don Rickles. Good lord. But yeah, he, he was very obviously not funny in that scene. And right. I think Don Rickles is a really funny guy. And he was trying for something. It just didn't work. And did you notice too in that scene, he kept saying over and over again, Go away. Why don't you go away and not bother anybody? And he kept saying, and not bother anybody. And I was like, what? Was that a joke they were trying to push for some reason? <laughs> you know, I don't know. But, and then the, the <laughs> Norm MacDonald is not exactly an Oscar caliber actor. Ooh. That scene where he's like, she, the, the boss is yelling at his, his sort of girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's all, who's that dude? And it's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's Norm MacDonald. Funny movie nonetheless, though. It is. It's surprisingly funny. As is his next film, which I think I enjoyed more. I think you're probably right. I think um, I think it was a little screwed. Yeah, yeah. I think that one was actually a little bit better. And I think maybe that was because the supporting cast was better. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Um, what, Dave Danny Chappelle. DeVito, Dave Chappelle and Danny DeVito right. are so good. Danny I mean, DeVito is the best Oh that. my god, I'm wanted for mail fraud. But well, you know what's <laughs> funny about that joke? Is that I didn't realize that that was actually a joke calling back to another joke in the movie where he's supposedly president of the Jack Lord fan club. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, probably. And then if you think about it, you're going, okay, so he's getting membership dues or something and there's no fan club. And I'm going... Mm-hmm. That's an actual joke about another joke. <laughs> it's referential. Holy crap. <laughs> and he just runs into the Murphy bed and it just shuts it. <laughs> what? I, did you just hit him with a lamp? <laughs> I was nervous. How come every time you get nervous you hit somebody with a desk lamp? <laughs> it's underappreciated. It definitely is. Well, and then those... Norm MacDonald got his <laughs> shot in those two movies. And then after that... Because neither of those movies did very well. No. So it's like... Well, okay, sorry, Norm, you yeah, got your yeah, shot. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, didn't he have a sitcom? I think there was one called Norm for like yeah. a, a season or two. Yeah, I think you're right. I I don't. I always just remember him from those movies and Saturday Night Live. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Where he did Burt Reynolds and uh, <laughs> Week, Weekend Update. <laughs> it's Burt Reynolds. If anybody out there listening has not seen Celebrity Jeopardy with Burt Reynolds, Sean Connery, and whoever the, there was the third, I don't remember well, who the third always, person. The third person was always the guest. So well, yeah, but the, but but there was only one that had Burt Reynolds and Sean Connery, right? But and whichever one that was, if you ha, you have to go on to Hulu. I think it's on Hulu and watch it. it. Seems to me it might be somebody like Tom Hanks. It's it's either Tom Hanks or they're doing French Stewart. Maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. And it's Jimmy Fallon doing French Stewart or some. I don't remember, but. That particular clip, I swear, I I can still watch it mm-hmm. and just kill. It just kills me. Burt Reynolds, <laughs> where he's just such an idiot. It's like you know, found this uh, big uh, foam cowboy hat. It's funny. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> dirty work. I recommend it. It's one of those movies though where if you don't appreciate the humor, you're gonna think it's completely. Stupid. Pretty much. If you're not if you're not going in there expecting something like weirdly deadpan, it's oh yeah, it's totally deadpan. And you know, and Artie Lang I think is a funny guy, but in that particular movie, he doesn't really have much to do. Not really. He's so the, he's the sidekick. He's sort of the fat buffoonish sidekick, exactly. you know. 
But it's okay. So that's dirty work. And again, I mean, like I said, I recommend it. And also Screwed, which is very funny too. Exactly. Which a lot of people, by the way, I don't think know. Because there's, you know, tons of people out there are huge Dave Chappelle fans. Mm. I would be willing to bet you, you could take a huge Dave Chappelle fan from even Chappelle's show and Half-Baked yeah, and yeah. whatever. And they would never know he was in that movie. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, well, because it's a forgotten movie. Which is too bad. It, I think it's directed... By um, Oscar, at least Oscar nominated. I don't know if they won uh, writers. Um, Who? They, I think they wrote um, The People versus Larry Flint. Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay, well, hey, Oscar nominees involved in Screwed. How can exactly. you go wrong? And Daniel Benzali. Right. We cannot forget Murder <laughs> Ones. What? Daniel Benzali. Well, what else was he on? I was trying to remember just now. He had, was on Murder One, but then he was on something else. I don't know. All right, fine. He was on. He, he was on. Um, more recently, he was on that Skeet Ulrich show. Jericho. Yeah, he was the bad guy on okay. Jericho. Maybe that's what I was thinking of then. But yeah, and the old lady, she's funny, mm-hmm. and it's got uh, it's got George Jefferson in it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It you can't beat this movie. This movie gets it just better. keeps going. It gets better and better the more I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I think we've exhausted dirty work and or screwed. Okay. Um, well, what do we got next? <clears throat> um, maybe a hunting in Connecticut. All right. Yes. Connecticut. Or whatever. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we've both actually seen this movie. Hey, hallelujah. It's a movie made within the last five years that we've both seen. Fairly recently. Jesus. This is like the stars are aligning here. <laughs> but <laughs> we pulled our head out of our ass. Yeah, we got one. one. Actually, it was kind of an accident. <laughs> but, okay. okay, Phil, why don't you start off on this one? I did dirty work. You do this one. Well, the Haunting in Connecticut is based on a true story where these people move into an, ancient, an old uh, mortuary. And um, it turns out they did seances in this mortuary, and, um, and it's still haunted by the, the kid who did the seances. Right. He was supposedly some sort of vessel or medium that had a powerful connection to the other side. So, ooh. They, ooh, yeah. so they exploited him to do these seances. Yes, yes. And so uh, her, her son, the, the main character, her son, uh, is drawn in by this medium Kind of, I couldn't figure out. He wasn't really possessed. No, well, I think he was, in the end he was. Yeah. When he when he's breaking down the walls and finding all the dead bodies and stuff. See, I sort of got the impression that he himself was somewhat of a medium. So this kid, this ghost of this kid was that from back in eighteen seventy two or whatever it was was trying to communicate with him. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, I think there's truth to that. But anyway, so he gets drawn in and he gets sicker and blah, blah, blah. Oh, he has cancer. Yeah. That's why they move there because it's closer to the hospital where he's getting his cancer treatments. Okay, yep. So they don't have to drive overnight to get there. Right, right. And so Maria Bello plays the mom. No, she doesn't. Who is it? Uh, Oscar nominee. uh, Virginia Madsen, thank you. That's right. <laughs> I thought it was. I was thinking. I was thinking of the the the, the thing I can't say. <laughs> the, I was thinking of the movie with Pierce Maria Bello. So Virginia Madsen, yes, yes, and um, Michael's sister, right? Yes, yeah, that's Michael Madsen's sister. Yeah, um, 
which it's debatable who's more famous. Because I think Virginia Madsen used to be more famous, but I think Michael Madsen now might be more famous. Well, but Virginia had the Oscar nomination like four years ago. True. And she's True. had a bit of a career resurgence. You're not seeing Michael these days in major motion pictures like Bill Haunting and Connecticut. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Top of the heap, baby. <laughs> um, but so, anyway. So anyway. The movie is, uh, shall we say, flat. I did not uh, really enjoy it. It was... Only momentarily creepy and not really. It was entirely too slow. It was slow. It kept going and going and going. And, uh-huh. and who, oh, now this is, God, we're going to call this the brain fart cast. What, <laughs> who was the guy that played the priest? It was Elias um, Coteus. That's his name. And I always remember him from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> do you really? That's where you remember yes, Elias Coteus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I watched that movie like 40 times when I was a kid. Unfortunately, I always remember him from Crash. Crash, yeah. Okay, so anyway, he he plays this priest who also... The kid goes to him thinking that he's kind of going crazy or something. Yeah. And the priest also has cancer or had cancer. Has. Has and and see he thinks that well we can see them because we're so close to death right we're closer to the other side whatever. and I didn't really get the 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 priest character it was like he was just kind of this catch all and was like what what's going on here I think he was more of a de- a exposition delivery vehicle pretty much because he would basically he'd go in there and he'd he'd look around he'd squint his eyes a little bit and he'd kind of listen and he'd go oh okay here's what happened and it's like what. <laughs> yeah. But so then it turns out, and they didn't know this when they moved in, but it turns out this guy did all these weird experiments on people, and he and he, he was trying to cast spells or... Well, he was trying to amplify the kid's medium power. Okay, right. So then, and he would, he would take, he would steal bodies. Well, as in the mortuary, yeah, they, they, he'd bury uh, sandbags and stick the bodies of the people in the walls. Right, and he'd carve all these weird symbols into them yeah, and yeah. stuff. So, I mean... Honestly, there were a few parts I thought were fairly creepy, but at the same time, I thought it was really, it was, I know it was trying to be somewhat deliberate yeah. and trying to build up to this climax, but for the for the sake of being deliberate, it became very slow and plodding. Yes. And there wasn't much of a climax. Really? Not really. Until, I mean, I guess when he goes in and starts breaking down the walls, but before that, you know, Elias Coteus is freaking out, they're still there! Well, see, oh, they're gonna get you! And then they just like surround him in that room, and you're like, ah, what the hell? Well, see, the thing I thought was funny is that throughout the whole movie, you're supposed to sort of be believing that Elias Coteus is like this guy who knows what he's talking about, and he's gonna get this done, and he's gonna get rid of this ghost, and blah blah blah. And then he's he's like, he does the. And he does the whole, this house is clear thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the Zelda Rubenstein thing. Yeah. But, and then he's like, and I'll take my leave of you, madam. And he puts his fucking fedora thing on oh. and he drives away. And then he stops in like the, on the side of the highway and he's like, I made a huge mistake. Oh my God, I fucked up. And it's like, <laughs> way to go, guy. <laughs> you know? It's like, I don't know. It, that, it, it felt... And the thing was, too, is that I, somebody told me that the actual story of that particular, that it's yeah. based on, uh-huh. it really didn't have much to do with the movie. I mean, it was loosely based on Yeah. Uh, the kid slept in the basement. It was an old mortuary. I don't think there were any dead bodies in the walls. No, I think it was just one of those sort of haunted house kind of things. Yeah, yeah. But overall, I mean, 
I didn't necessarily regret watching it, but at the same time, I wouldn't. I also wouldn't really. Re- I wouldn't really recommend it in the sense of. Oh, it's a good movie, you know. Well, you know, I and a few friends watched it Halloween. We had a bit of a Halloween movie festival. Uh-huh. And uh, that was the first one. And it was kind of, I think a couple people fell asleep. <laughs> the first movie? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you so, guys... <laughs> I can't recommend that movie. It's not good. Well, yeah, there you go, I guess. I love Virginia Madsen. You know, Sideways was great. But she must have the worst agent in Hollywood. Well, and she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. I mean, she'll take like anything. I remember, I can remember seeing her on Star Trek Voyager as a guest star. Well, but you know what though those those Star Trek series, I think for a while, sort of became the love boat of uh, yeah, of the modern age because you these sort of real B or C list or D list stars would just pop and guest starring, you know, Kathy Griffin or whatever. <laughs> and I mean, the C list thing came up, but. Uh, yeah, you know, because in the love boat, it was always like Charo and you know, <laughs> Gucci Gucci. Yeah, <laughs> like, what? As a side note, speaking of Charo, mm-hmm. there was <laughs> oh lord, watch the watch the Brack show, right? Uh huh. On Adult Swim, there's this one episode where the joke is is that there's this there's this show that they watch called Senior Science. Uh huh. And uh, they never actually show. The girl, but supposedly their senior science is this weird-looking little rat-looking guy, uh-huh. and then there's his sidekick Chiquita, and then and the dad, you know, the dad in the Brack shows this little Hispanic dude, and he's like, "Whatever, get to the woman." And all you see is him watching, and his eyes getting a little bigger, and you hear this Gucci Gucci, and <laughs> it's like Charo, right? And then at the end, in the credits, it says additional voices Charo she came in to do the one line what else is she doing I saw her the last time I saw her and if you can go to YouTube and find this it's like bizarre and she was on uh, the Jerry Lewis telethon this last year uh huh um and she was doing like some Rihanna song and she's just all over the place and she can barely dance and she can't sing in English and she's like you know Rubbing her tits all over Jerry. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! It's weird. Oh Everybody god. should go to YouTube and search Charo at the telethon. Oh lord. Well, okay. Um, yeah, I, I could swear I saw her in something in a movie mm-hmm. not too long ago, but I can't for the life of me remember what it was. And I went, oh, well, that's Charo, and <laughs> she's probably had enough plastic surgery that she hasn't aged as much as she should have. But yeah. You know, whatever. So anyway. Um, but, <laughs> Enough about Tara. Okay, back to uh, what? Haunting in Connecticut. That's where we were. Right. We went from Jerry Lewis, working backwards, we had Jerry Lewis, Brack Show, Star Trek, Haunting in Connecticut. Yeah. There the was connector was <laughs> Virginia Madsen. There we Star go. Trek, yeah. Star Trek to love boat. <laughs> we have to explain this to ourselves. So hopefully it makes a little hopefully bit of sense to you people. A little bit more sense. <laughs> um, so, uh, Good luck. Honey and Connecticut, like I said, I wouldn't really recommend it, but... I mean, it was... It's not god-awful. It's not bad. It's just not very good. Yeah. Yep, that's that's a, that's the final verdict right there. Done. All right. Moving on. What's next? What's next? What do we got here? Let me take a look. We got... How about we'll do... We'll... We do Wanted, because I went on about Wanted a little bit, but then you just watched it recently. I did. I had not seen it, and I'll say... I'll, had you not seen it at all, or you'd not I'd seen never, it I'd never seen it. I'd never seen oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, I just watched it last night, in fact. And I'll tell you, it's like the opening half of it, maybe, 
is really going for, it wants to be Fight Club. You know, he's the, he's the loser in his little job, but right. he finds this out right. into, a, into a purposeful life. Sure. Whatever. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. Um, and then, but it's just so goddamn silly. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get over how fucking, like, when the, the like, his quote-unquote father jumps from building to building, shooting everybody in between at the very beginning. Right, where he goes, he backs up into the elevator, and when he takes off, he takes off so hard. He, it was like could, Bugs Bunny kind and, of thing. And he, and he bends, he, like, dents the floor that yeah. he ran so hard. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, I'm a, and I said it before, it, you know, it's, it's super violent and it's super just, it's over the top. Yeah. It is wicked over the top. And I expected that um, from the guy it was done by who we talked about before. The Russian guy. Yeah. Timur yeah. Bekmambetov, if you can say that <laughs> name six times How can past. you remember that? I don't know. Because it's, the name is Timur Bekmambetov. <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> it's a memorable name because it's so weird. This is true. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh, I just don't. More and more, I don't get Angelina Jolie. Her roles go... I mean, she's so high on herself in life, but she seems to just like, oh, that'll be fun. And she shows up and yeah. shoots some shit for a few days. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you... I, but that movie was, what, a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I know what you mean. It's like, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Smith versus the... What was the movie later on? That she, or just recently about the orphan. Or the, yeah, yeah, the changeling. It right. seems to me that she should... That she should you know, judging by her reputation, she should be doing more like Oscar nominee kind of thing. Right. But instead, she's off doing Wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I know what you mean. And, and the thing was, too, is that the way that they made the a lot of the characters that were real sweaty and bloody all the time and stuff, no. it wasn't a very... And I won't say it wasn't a very visually appealing movie because the effects were good, I thought. Yeah, for the most part. They were. And the stunts were like good the, and stuff. the train, that was perfect. I love yeah. that. When the train falls off the tracks thing. That was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the car chase when they're through Chicago. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, the stuff that they did with the car was pretty creative yeah. and everything. But when I say visually appealing, I mean the characters, especially James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Was always sweaty and beat up and bleeding <laughs> and is yeah. you know and he dirty uh-huh. and you're going God you know come on I mean I understand that maybe is that they're going for a little more realism there but at the same time it's wanted why do you <laughs> need realism in wanted we're not looking for realism here yeah but so, um, <laughs> I, just, I I had heard that they were going to make a wanted two and I really after finishing that movie. Wondered how the fuck they would do it. Yeah. Because they killed the entire fucking fraternity of assassins at the end. Everybody died except for James McAvoy. Every single person, yes. Everybody. So what you would have to do is you'd have to go out and get a cast comparable to what they had before. Mm Mm-hmm. As sort of the new, or the, the fraternity that they didn't know, you know was the, the European fraternity. I know, it's the British branch. Exactly, you um, know. But, um, I mean, it's not like you can bring back Angelina. We saw her get shot in the head. Right. Same, <laughs> same thing with Morgan Freeman. Exactly. You know, but of course, at the same time, Morgan Freeman was the bad guy. Turns out to be the bad guy. Yes. So, 
you don't necessarily got to bring him back. I no. mean, because the bad guys don't usually come back anyway. And the loom of fate. I thought this is the stupidest fucking shit ever. The Weavers. That, uh. was, a, that was a very odd contrivance yes. that the, the loom of fate. And they would look at the threads and if there was one that missed the, like... Over or uh, if it was over and it missed, it was a one, and if it was under and it missed, it was a zero. And it was binary or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was like God's a... binary. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can only think of Family Guy, which is a joke well loved in this household. You're one, you're one, you're one, you're, you're one. <laughs> the the uh, deaf line, deaf. Helen Keller, yes. Very <laughs> 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 comical. We're getting assistance from off stage. It's awesome. I hope you can hear it because it. it's kind of funny. I hope that comes up. I hope that picks up. Helen! That's awesome. <laughs> oh, anyway. man, that's awesome. <laughs> anyway, that's my general impression of Wanted, was that it was... It's fun, like I didn't mind it by the end, but the beginning really kind of annoyed me with, and I honestly didn't know what the message was. I was like, really? Should we all give up our day jobs as accountants and go find a fraternity of assassins to join? Why are they going, what the fuck have you done lately at the end? I was like, what? What, what do you mean? Right. No, see, I remember talking about that when we, when, uh, we, when, I, when I was talking about before, I had the exact same thought. It's like, well, what do you mean? You know, I could go get a good job and, and whatever, but apparently, according to Wanted, I am a loser because I don't know how to bend or to curve a bullet around a dead pig or Angelina Jolie, you know, and hit a target, you know, 40 feet away. It's like, I don't understand. I wasn't really sure what the message was there they were trying to get across. Well, I mean, it was fairly obvious. It was like, own your life, man. Do what you want to do or do what makes you pure whatever but it was also kind of condescending oh totally yeah well, what that, that i remember the line i used you know when it, when you know he looks at the screen and he's like audience fuck you man it's like <laughs> what come on <laughs> i'm just sitting here watching a movie what's he talking to me for i paid my money for this fucking thing don't tell me to fuck you what you think you're better than me I know that was a joke. That was a joke from Saturday Night Live. Remember that? Uh The game show? You think you're better than me? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We're all over the place, man. (laughs) All right. But yeah, I wanted, I mean, I actually sort of got a little sick of one thing, and I don't think I mentioned this last time, but I did get a little sick of uh, uh, Morgan Freeman's sort of Mr. Heavy. I think that's getting old. I think, yeah. I think, you know, he just, I'm going to talk slowly and lowly. And you're going to respect me. You're going to think it's important. I'm <laughs> talking slowly. <laughs> and I'm, you know, and I'm Morgan Freeman. Well, hey, he gets to play uh, uh, Mandela in the in the next Clint Eastwood movie. So maybe that maybe he'll like quit while he's how, ahead. How could he not play Mandela? I mean, literally. <laughs> I'm not kidding. If, if the movie came out about Nelson Mandela and it wasn't Morgan Freeman, I'd be like. Pfft. Where, where did you go wrong, Hollywood? This was, like, meant to be, man. <laughs> this is funny when you when uh, I get to talk about my movie okay. later in the show. Okay. okay. But anyway. Okay. So, yeah, I wanted... Eh. I, I mean, it's man. funny. What, it, the, my final... The, I'm deciding I'm going to do these <laughs> final verdicts all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> dun, dun. We need, yeah. we need the, like, <laughs> law and order thing. The, <laughs> 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 ding, dunk. Um, 
I actually I would recommend it as sort of a, almost more of a mindless action movie. Yeah, yeah. If you and cut off the first twenty minutes, I think it's per, it's kind of fun and enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. And plus, it's got Angelina Jolie's butt in it. Okay. That's a theme I've gotten away from. I should, uh, you know, with the whole butt thing. <laughs> the whole that, butt thing. Yeah, yeah, you know. Okay, whatever. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, Angelina Jolie's butt. Awesome. Is it? Pretty good. All right. Um. So what do we got left? We can talk about uh, Adventureland. It's, yeah. I do Adventureland. I actually, I, I will admit that I didn't get all the way to the end of Adventureland. Yeah. Um, because I was watching it and it was late and I was like, I'll finish this later. But then it wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't one of those movies where I was like, oh, I got to go back and finish that. Because mm-hmm. it was sort of meandering and it wasn't real the focused. Mo- and Yeah. But... For me, I, I think I liked it quite a bit more than you. I, I, I also, it lags in certain places, that's for sure. But I think the characters were real genuine, and the story was, um, you know, what story there was, was, uh, was kind of uh, nostalgic and nice. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it was. And, and just to, and I'm, I'm actually really trying to make a point of this, is to, to explain the movies, be, what they're about, as opposed, because if we've both seen them, yes, we know yes. what they're about. But, so basically, the, the kid there's a kid who just, who assumes he's going to college, and his parents are going to pay no, for no, it. No, no, no. He's been to college. He's back from college. Is he, it after his first year of college? No, no. He's got his degree. He's but no. uh, yes. At one point, he says, "I yes, I have my degree in like French literature and European history or something." Okay, well, he's going to go to Europe then or something, right? No, he's going to grad school at Columbia. Okay, well, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Amos, uh, God damn it. <laughs> wasn't prepared for this. Uh, so, um, so he thinks his parents are going to pay for this, which they don't because they have they they got a pay cut or one of them lost their job or something. Yeah, yeah. And so he has to go get a job at Adventureland, which is an amusement park. And basically, from there, it's more of sort of the sort of angsty, not really necessarily angst, but this sort of where am I going with my life? I'm working at an amusement yeah. park. I don't have a girlfriend. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And he's falling in love with Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Who I think, all right, controversy here, all Twilighters out there, boringest actress in Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Overrated bitch. How about that? Wow. Okay, just go, dude, go for it. (laughs) Um, This train's not stopping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, I mean, there's not much that stands out about her, I wouldn't think. I mean, nothing. You know, but. but I did. I did like there. There's a very character based movie. It and, is. Um, I I happen to I, I like Jesse Eisenberg. I always have. Yeah. He's good in that. He's good in that movie. He's good in a lot of movies. Sure, sure. And then um, the guy who and I don't remember his name. The guy who plays his friend, his sort of nerdy friend. I don't um, remember the, the the actor's name. Where he was like the, the I love that line where he's like, "Yep, we're doing the work of the." Lazy and stupid, or something like that. I yeah. love that line. And he's always talking about Russian, like communist literature and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Well, who who's the guy? Who, okay, who plays the older guy? And I'm, it's a you know, it's a Ryan thing. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kept thinking I was like I, uh, I'm getting my movies completely mixed up in my head today. I kept thinking of like Matthew McConaughey from like Dazed and Confused. I'm like that's See, not right. See, this is right. what happens when you take three weeks off. And you lose my lose my edge, lose man. Energy. <laughs> <laughs> Your chi is I, fucked up. I know, man. I gotta align myself. Your movie chi. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, so, 
I mean, I, and again, I actually didn't watch all the way through to the end, um, so I don't know what actually ends up happening in the end. But he goes to New York and um, and loses his virginity to Kristen. Ba- uh, not, whatever, Stewart. <laughs> I was going to say Bell, but yeah, 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 yeah whatever, Kristen Wiig. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did. I, I wasn't she in the movie? She was. She was one of the... And, uh, uh, the Bill, and Bill Hader, they're pretty damn funny. Bill Hader is usually pretty funny. Actually, he's one of those guys that doesn't really stand out as much, but he's fairly reliably funny. Yeah. Um, I tell you, the first time I saw him, I remember the first episode, his first episode on Saturday Night Live. He did the eeriest impression of, of Al Pacino. It is insanely spot on. Really? It's weird. He's like, I think it's like kind of a riff on Fight Club where he's like, it's Al Pacino on the phone with like Ikea and he's ordering some furniture. <laughs> he's like, no, you know, yeah. I can't do Al Pacino, but, but it's eerie. Go find it. I will take a look for it on YouTube and or Hulu. <laughs> and or, are and? they charging for Hulu now? I don't think so. I, heard I haven't been on there for a while. But. I, I, I heard that they were going to start charging. Bullshit, man. Telling you what. Bullshit. Internet's not going to be free no much longer. This will be free. What? This podcast. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) (laughs) It will get tons of subscribers on iTunes and they'll be like, "Eh, sorry, dollar. No, it's free. I know. Shut up, man. It's a secret plan. Oh, yeah. Email. We have a PayPal account. In order to... (laughs) So that you can click subscribe on iTunes, send us a dollar. Yeah, you know, it's the stupidest thing. I, I would never charge for this because this is just us bullshitting. Yeah. But at the same time, the dumbest thing, and I've heard podcasts do this where they're like, well, it's free, but if you feel like contributing yes. to, you know, to cover our costs, it's like, what's my cost? I buy, I buy a six pack of beer. I drive over here and we have $9 a month for hosting. Like, <laughs> what? Okay, if one person gave me a $10 bill, that would cover the costs. Well, yeah, but like some of the podcasts I listen to that do that have like, you know, mixing boards and my microphones, stuff like that. And we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we have your Macintosh that sits there staring at me. And makes evil faces. Exactly. I mean, look at that. That's evil. Wow. It's like a bunny rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't done this in a while. <laughs> All right, focus. <laughs> wow. Okay. No wonder this is gonna be free forever. All right. So okay. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take yeah. our we're gonna take our smoke break, which is obviously Phil needs to smoke. And um, we'll, <laughs> I'm hacking up a long yeah, over we'll, here. We'll be right back. See ya. And we're back. Yay. Yay. Alright So Okay let's do um, uh, Let's see We had a couple of movies That we both saw And then we'll do The movies we almost saw together Uh, Let's do Fortress 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 Now okay To clarify There are two movies Called Fortress And this is not The Christopher Lambert one Right Because that was stupid (laughs) (laughs) Let's clarify (laughs) Let's clarify We're doing the non-stupid one Um, So this Fortress Is an Australian picture From like 1985 With the beautiful Rachel Ward As a kind of Backwood school teacher Right Like on the outback Yeah One room school teacher She's got like 
nine kids in there from like six to fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. And um, and they get kidnapped one day. Yeah. By like, these four dudes in in um, uh, like Halloween masks. Right. They just come in and just say, "Okay, we're taking over the school. We're kidnapping you. We're taking you out in the outback." And yep, they put them in a cave. Right. And then, uh, you know, various machinations ensue. They get out of said cave. They find their way to a house. Said house has already had the kidnappers at them. Said how people in said house get uh, murdered. Uh, and then they get out of said house and <laughs> go to yet another cave. And, <laughs> and then they become sort of Lord of the Flies. Exactly. It's like they get, you know, they get... Don't they get like mud and like put it on their faces and like charcoal? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they they make little spears and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and then they they take on the kidnappers. They do. And um, the I, remaining couple. Right and excuse me, <laughs> um, but that was quite the uh, silent bird. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and you just gave it away. So thank you very much. But um, yeah. So and then but it it kind of takes that that weird twist where. Like I said, they become real Lord of the Flies. They become like the uh-huh. you know the War Tribe, exactly. and it's these kids. When it's 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 honestly it's, it's it's not very well performed. It's very kind of like you children go over there, <laughs> right? You know, it's not great, but it is a great movie. Well, it's, it's affecting. Simplicity. Yes, it was very affecting when I saw it as a kid. <laughs> I, I remember watching it on um, our Superstation kind of thing, um, Channel Two. Channel Two. And uh, it, when I was like eight or nine and thinking it was like the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, yeah. And see, watching that movie as a kid, yeah. you're like, ooh, I could kick some ass. Kind of, that, what like, happened? What did that happen to me? Right. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, you know, it's like I said, it's, it's for whatever reason, and I can't really pin it down yeah. that it's, it is oddly affecting. And I think partially it's because there are some scenes in it that are pretty violent. Very violent. Hello. Um, very violent. Hey, well, so here are some of the things. Uh, old man in house gets shot with a shotgun in the stomach. Yeah. Graphically. Right. And then um, one of the kidnappers gets shot, but somehow, I don't know if it was in his neck, somehow his head comes off. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end... Um, when they get to the final baddie, Father Christmas, the worst of them, who is very scary. I have to admit, Father Christmas was freak, freakish. Sure, yeah. But anyway, um, they, uh, they end up chopping him and stabbing him to death in their little cave. Doesn't one of the, what, doesn't one of the kidnappers get impaled on something? Yes, they have a little stand of sticks, you know, a little cleft. And yeah. one of them falls in there. I always remember that. Yeah. And I haven't I literally haven't seen this movie in easily ten years. Yeah. Easily. Probably more like fifteen years. And I still remember that. Uh-huh. And I remember him falling on those spikes and you just and it didn't shy away from it. It wasn't one of those shots that the movies are famous for doing where you see him falling and you see the sticks, they're rushing up toward him, and then he goes, Blah! and then you don't see it. I mean, oh yeah. I mean it was like right through him. Well no, I Okay, this may be a little childhood memory here, but what it does kind of do that. But then when Father Christmas comes up and sees him, he like sinks down and all the sticks yeah. come up through him. Right. And well, you're that... like, Ew! <laughs> yeah. But and anyway, the the best part of the movie is the very end. Yep. The inspector comes. Yep. And um and he's like, so we have some questions. We found the other body, 
And, uh, and you know, there, there's some oddly, it couldn't have been done by animals. And, yeah. they, and so they're in the schoolroom and the kids are outside. And as the, the inspector's talking to Rachel Ward about changing her statement, all the kids come in and surround them yeah. and stare at them. Well, and, and I'm like, yeah, let's leave. <laughs> well, and then the part that I always remember too they is that they his, the, 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 the heart. Yeah, they have his heart in a jar yeah. on the windowsill or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, ew. They, they have a trophy. Yeah. Oh man, it's I, the best you, movie if ever. You, if you can find it out there, you definitely should watch it because it. And like you said, it's not necessarily the most well-made movie in the world, but it's very affecting. I mean. I could see that as being a movie that somebody would try to remake yeah. and not do a very good job of it. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's, ugh. I can, <laughs> like, and maybe, I saw it. I don't know, maybe, maybe if you saw it now and you hadn't seen it when you were young, it wouldn't be that affecting. True. But, um, but I, it's, it's a great movie for me. Right, well, and I saw it, I think I told you before we started, I, I saw it on HBO when I was a kid at my aunt's house, my aunt and uncle's house. Never We, we never had HBO when I was a kid. Um, but my aunt and uncle did, so I loved it going to, it, to my aunt and uncle's house. And whenever everybody would start to go to, to go to bed and stuff, I would always turn on HBO because I was always like, I gotta watch some movies. And, <laughs> and uh, I saw that on HBO one night, and I just I didn't even know what it was. I just was like, oh, it's HBO, cool. And I just was just riveted. I can just remember <laughs> sitting on the floor in the living room, just being like, Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's I, true. This movie is is. Is crazily affecting. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because, and again, you can't really necessarily nail down what is specifically is so affecting about it, but it yeah. sticks with you. Uh-huh, it does. So, okay, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I would definitely recommend that movie. In fact, I might go see if I can find that movie and just watch it again uh, now just to kind of see what I would think about it now as opposed to my memories of it when I was a kid, mm-hmm. which are pretty good considering, like I said, I hadn't seen it in exactly. 15 years. You, you seem to recollect it pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, then, you know, Fortress, uh, you know, go see it. Well, don't go see it. See if you can find <laughs> it. <laughs> it's available on Netflix, and the packaging was very new, so I don't know if anybody else had ever had it. <laughs> it was the first time it had ever been read. You pulled it out of the... It had, like, the plastic around it still, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> it was the only Netflix disc I've ever gotten that had no scratches on it. <laughs> <laughs> so we did want to uh, continue kind of a theme. With right. The, I, I had talked about Mannequin 2 on the move. Right. So we're doing great 80s movies maybe. Yeah, yeah. This is our great 80s movies segment. We I uh I watched this week Hot Dog the movie. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. And I actually have seen this too, but you're you have seen it more recently than me, and so you're gonna have a much better recollection of the movie. But I remember watching it, and it's the skiing movie, the uh-huh. sort of misfits that go yeah, you know, so it's it, okay. So the story is that you know, newcomer coming from his home in like Idaho, um, goes to Squaw Valley in uh, California, right? <laughs> for like the world championships of skiing, yeah. and um, so he's on his little. He finds his home with the weirdos, right? And uh, and uh, they're competing against this like Austrian super team. <laughs> <laughs> And it's weird because I never think about uh, skiing quite that way, but uh, one of the first segment of the world championships is uh-huh. ski ballet. And I was like, I don't remember that from watching the Olympics. <laughs> you know, these yeah. big macho skiers like, woo, 
with her legs up in the air, and la la, doing twirls and pirouettes on the mountain. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Nice, nice. But I actually, I was listening to another podcast in which one of the one of the guys there um, said that that movie was like the formative event in his childhood sexuality. <laughs> well, was it? Who was the girl in it? It was um... there no famous girls. I, the The one guy in it who's fairly famous is um, the guy from uh, an American Werewolf in London. What's his name? Naughton? Uh, yeah, yeah. Charles Naughton? No, no, David. Something? David David Naughton. I think you're right. But I can see. I thought that it was the girl who was the woman that married uh, Gene Simmons, Ooh. the blonde lit girl. That you was, might be right. I think because there was like a hot tub scene. Yeah, yeah. Where she comes out topless, and I remember that. I was yeah. just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and she was she was famous for for quite a while for doing a lot of B movies where she took her top off all the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's now married to Gene Simmons, which <laughs> whatever. But yeah, I think that's the movie. And um, I can remember hearing more. Well, at least one other person saying they really remember that because of that scene. Yeah. The hot tub the scene. The hot tub scene. Yeah. Yes. Hey. Well, um, and then, but the funny thing is, though, is that they, they more or less remade that movie um, a few years back with, um, and I'm trying to remember the name of it, um, with, it had Zach Galifianakis in it and like Erica Eleniak. It was, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know this one. Anybody out there wants to look up Zach Galifianakis, let us know. Finiakis. Galifianakis. Galifianakis. Sorry. The yes. guy from fucking Hangover. With the baby. <laughs> with the baby, with his head. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. The kid's got the sunglasses on, you know, whatever. Okay. Have you seen that? No. Oh, man. That's an awesome movie. You gotta watch that. <laughs> well, okay, you know what? This is okay. We need to focus here, Phil. This is uh, we're just we never of, focus. This right. is the genius of our podcast. <laughs> is it just goes on and on, and you have to listen to our weirdness? People are like out there going, "What are these guys? What the fuck? Are, are they, they on something?" Only one of us. <laughs> so anyway, hot dog the movie was. It was one of those. The impression that I always have is there's this real s- specific genre of movies where. It was sort of like the 80s movie with the sort of geeks versus the cool kids. And it was, you know, Revenge of the Nerds, um, Weird Science. You know, there was this real, in the 80s, man, that was big. On these sort of quote-unquote teenage comedies or whatever. And Uh you could just take that and set it anywhere. Anywhere. You know. And have the exact same storyline. And, uh, but hey, you know, it's, it's a lot of TNA. And, sure. And that's pretty hey. TNA and skiing. That's hey. the movie. Hey, you know what? I got no problem with that. <laughs> we live in, you know, Colorado. We can go skiing, and I like Woo. TNA, so hey. <laughs> I'm all for it. I just think it's funny that it was called Hot Dog the Movie because Hot Dog to me is such a, it seems like such an old fashioned term for yeah. like a show off. Yeah. But maybe in the 80s. I don't know. I don't know. I. I guess, but it just, it, it seems funny to me that, it, and maybe, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but maybe it was sort of, maybe that was a double entendre because there is so much TNA and it's like, hey, hey, you know, hey, hey, hot dog, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there was one scene very early in the movie where they go into this bar and there's a um, wet t-shirt contest and they get like every girl on the stage and they, you know, pose them down. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. 
And, uh, and then they all just take their shirts off and start dancing around with no tops on. And, uh, and I was like, <sighs> really? <laughs> hey, man. I don't know. Do people do that? Sure. From what I understand, and I've never been, but I, from what I understand, pretty much every uh, spring break wet t-shirt well, contest. Well, yeah, but this was like a biker bar, and there were all these ugly old guys going, hey, hey, yeah. Shaking their beers around with pretty their four much. teeth. And, uh-huh. uh, well, you know. I guess, you know, girls <laughs> like, just want to have a girl. I don't think I would have done that. <laughs> Not for the guy with the beard. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, you know what? The blue he- bandana and the ponytail really isn't working for me, so no <laughs> topless. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Okay, so hot dog movie, uh, you know, it's, whatever. It is what it is. It is exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> so I think um, in the movies we didn't quite see together, um, you saw The Proposal? I the Proposal, right. yes. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock, um, uh, what's his name? Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Uh, Mary Steenburgen. Yes. And the plot of the movie is that uh, Sandra Bullock is this high-powered executive at, I think, a magazine. Mm-hmm. Or a TV network or something like that. And she's a real bitch. I mean, that's her character. She's a bitch. And Ryan Reynolds plays her assistant. And basically, she just shits on him the whole time in the first 10 minutes of the movie. I mean, that's the setup that she's a bitch and he gets shit on. And he's really trying to work. No, she's a book editor. That's what she is. (laughs) She works for a publishing company. And this is important later on. Uh, so I'm glad I remember. <laughs> so I'm glad I remembered. But um, she, uh, you know, she treats him like shit. She basically thinks he him as a, as a slave. And so then it turns out that she, it's this weird. I mean, this is the high concept part of it. She's a Canadian. Yes. And her, she lets her she let her visa expire because she just didn't bother renew it. Yeah. So. The corporate lawyer comes in and says, well, there's nothing we can do. You're going to have to be deported to Canada. Mm-hmm. And they work in New York. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll go over to, like, whatever, Toronto. Whatever's <laughs> right up there. Toronto. Hey, you know, the Peevers in Toronto, eh? They're brilliant. <laughs> Beauty. Anyway. Um, she, yeah, she's going to go get deported to Canada. And uh, they say, well, we can't have you work from Canada. You have to be in New York. So she then comes upon this idea that she grabs Ryan Reynolds and says, we're getting married so she can get her green card. Yeah. And they're like, well, if you okay, if you get married, you can stay. I mean, it's an obvious solution. <laughs> so then Ryan Reynolds says, well, fine, I will do this, but we have to go see my family and tell them we're getting married and do this whole thing because my family's real, I don't know, traditional, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so they go to Alaska. Mm-hmm. And apparently it turns out, and she makes even a joke about it, that his family is just loaded. They're like the the Kennedys of Alaska. Ooh. Yeah. Craig T. Nelson and Mary Steenburgen. Virgin. Virgin. Whatever. Anyway. so <laughs> <laughs> She's not important enough to know yeah, how to say her she, name. I know. She's got dark hair. She's old. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. So they go up there and, and uh, you know... They they have their little misadventures whoa, whoa, whoa. As, as they always Cute. will, and then 
you know, and eventually, of course, they fall in love. And I mean, if you couldn't see that coming, don't yell at me about spoilers because come on. Yeah. But I mean, it's actually a pretty funny movie. It, yeah, that's I mean, what I heard. Yeah, and, and Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds actually have pretty good chemistry in it, and they're both pretty funny actors. Yeah. So it didn't really surprise me that it turned out to be a fairly funny movie. It seemed to me that for a long time, Sandra Bullock just disappeared, like off yeah. the face of the earth. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's like there's for me there's like not much between like Murder by Numbers and this movie. <laughs> it doesn't seem to me that there's much there either, really. Um, Besides, but, like the lake house. <laughs> the lake house. Okay, we're gonna skip over that. But um, but no, and I thought Sandra Bullock. You know, she looked good. She um, you know, and they were funny, and it was a pretty cute little movie, and. Of course, there's the twist of, you know, they don't end up getting married. And then, but it turns out that they really do love each other. And, well, whatever. I mean, and. <laughs> you just gave it away, Amos. I told them, people that were complaining about spoilers, that I am not going to care about spoiling things. Okay. Fuck them. <laughs> no, actually, I know who that is, so don't. No, I'm not, I didn't mean that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I didn't mean that. Nah, that was just me just spouting <laughs> off. Um, but gonna be prudent. There was actually there was a couple little funny, twi- uh, you know, because there's always has to be this the the, the minor character comic relief whatever. Yeah, yeah. Betty it, White looked like she was hilarious. Betty White was funny. That there was this one guy. He was like, and I couldn't figure out if he was supposed to be like Puerto Rican or Mexican or what in Alaska, no less. Uh-huh. In this little town in Alaska. And he was like everything. He was he worked at the grocery store. He was the he was the one stripper, male stripper in town. <laughs> he was um he had like four or five different jobs and he kept just showing up yeah. in all these jobs and he was pretty funny. So I mean I you know, that's usually not my kind of movie, but I I'll give movies a chance, you know. And it was funny. I liked it. Good. So that's the the proposal. I, I actually I would say that it's it's better. It's literally better than probably ninety percent or ninety five percent of the rom coms I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I read uh, about that that Sandra Bullock had vowed not to do romantic comedies anymore, but she got that, and she only took it because she could play she could play it as a complete bitch, and that was new for her. Well, and she was too. But and I mentioned this to you before we started, but in there's this one scene. Where it's, I would imagine it's PG, it's gotta be PG-13, it's not an R-rated movie. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where both of the, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. just butt naked. And I mean, <laughs> literally, you, I mean, you see pretty much everything except for the actual junk. Yeah. And I was like, wow, really? I was, uh, you know, <laughs> you don't really see it, but you really do. I mean, basically, if you want to see Sandra Bullock naked... You pretty much do see Sandra Bullock naked. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> and you know, why do I always come back to that? The because you're the, you. The nakedness. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the inescapable realities of Amos. I like the naked people. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like to see the butts and the boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord okay your turn well alright I'm gonna get all uppity with you people Uh-oh. I'm gonna Here get on go. my high horse and say I watched Masterpiece Theater two weeks ago 
<laughs> and they had on it a movie called Endgame. And it's on DVD if you are interested. At any rate, it is the story of the negotiations that ended apartheid. This was literally on Masterpiece Theater? It, yes. It's, well, now it's called Masterpiece Contemporary. No, I thought so, you were kind of joking no, about no, like, no, this it was a great was, movie. Okay. It was literally on PBS. Okay. <laughs> Sunday night. Hosted by David Tennant, the uh, Doctor Who. Holy. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm like, anyway, I'm like, it's, uh, it's got William Hurt in um, a performance that I guarantee you he will be nominated for a Golden Globe for. He can't be nominated for an Oscar because it debuted on TV. Oh, is it, is it a TV movie? Yes. Okay. Technically. Okay. Um, but uh, he plays the South African who's negotiating with the, with the ANC. The African National Congress. Thank you. Okay. Um, and then uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Wow. <laughs> I think that's how you say his name. He's been in movies. He was in Serenity. Uh, he was the assassin in Serenity. Okay. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> and other. Them yeah. other movies. <laughs> um, as, uh, as Tabo Mbeki, who later became the president of South Africa. But right. anyway, it's a great movie if you have any all, at all any interest in the history of the period. And uh, if you don't, it's still informative and interesting. I would say see it. Well, how, how old is this movie? It, brand new. Two oh, weeks it ago. Just, oh, it, so it, just, it premiered oh, uh, two weeks ago on Masterpiece okay. Theater. Okay. All right. Well, I think, and I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. but I think the problem with a movie like that is only that most people... Uh, well, I don't know about most people, but a lot of people aren't as interested in that kind of thing because, you know, people figure, oh, it's way over there and nobody, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's true. But stuff like that can be really, you know, really interesting and really... And really it's like, it's directed by a guy named Pete Travis who did not such a good movie called Vantage Point. And uh, the one with uh, Dennis Quaid and Sigourney Weaver. Right, and, okay. And, yep. and William Hurt again. Yeah, and it was from all the different... It yeah, was yeah. the assassination thing? Yeah, yeah yep. it was... Okay. A, it, Maybe one of the dumbest movies I've seen in the last really? few years. Yes, it was terrible. Okay. And I like William Hurt, and I like Sigourney Weaver, and I like Dennis Quaid, but that was the dumbest horror movie. The stupidest twist in film history, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's a pretty bold statement there, Phil. Okay, well then, uh, I'll go into it. Okay, go for it. So, uh, Dennis Quaid and Matthew Fox are Secret Service agents who are trying to unravel the mystery of this bombing, blah, blah, blah. Right. And uh, so by the end of it, the twist is... That when Dennis Quaid goes into Sigourney Weaver's little truck because she's, you know, the news gal and so she's watching all the cameras. So he, he reviews the tape and sees uh, Matthew Fox switching outfits and going someplace else. And so it's like, why would the Secret Service agent, like, have switched sides and have caused this bombing? I, did, yeah. I didn't get it at all. I was did like, they, did they didn't explain they it? They didn't explain it. It was like it wasn't like he believed in this cause and he was a nope. radical. Nope. Just like, oh, that's what happened. Ha ha! I'm a terrorist. You know, <laughs> what? <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Sounds. But so they they try to make it the end game. Back to end game. Pete Travis tries to make a little bit of a thriller. They throw in a chase scene, you know, kind of thing. It, yeah. It's pretty good. I, and and William Hurt is is worth the price of admission. He's so good in the movie. Okay, let me ask you something. We, for whatever reason, in the last, like, three podcasts in a row, William Hurt has come up. <laughs> um, as he, geez, I hadn't noticed. Well, in V for Vendetta... Um, no, no, not uh, John Hurt. William Hurt. Oh. Uh, okay, never mind then. 
Then my, that completely negates my question. <laughs> I was going to say John Hurt. Um, oh, I remember the other movie I was going to uh, do this week. Yes. Speaking of John Hurt, was, um, have you seen, and this is completely not prepared for at all. We do actually prepare a little bit. Touch. A little bit. But this was completely, this is like, literally, I remember this right now. Uh, (laughs) As it happened! This is podcast verite. Um, Mr. Brooks, have you seen Mr. Brooks? Of course. Okay. So I watched that. That was another one I watched. We Uh should talk about that for a minute. Then we'll do our... Again, that's William Hurt, William not John Hurt. Hurt. You said William Hurt. Yes, but then you said you were speaking of John Hurt. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm... And now are we going to throw John Hurt into this? <laughs> <laughs> and then John healed. <laughs> okay, I love John so, Hurt. Anyway. <laughs> okay, William Hurt. Yes. My original question is, we'll come back to Mr. Brooks. God damn it. We're going <laughs> to... Why is he so uneven? This is my question. Why is he so uneven? In some movies, he's brilliant. In some movies, he looks like he is literally on about four Xanax. Well... And, and like, sleepwalking through a movie. Sometimes he's playing... He's paying the mortgage, and sometimes he's doing things he's interested in. I mean, if you go and you watch Lost in Space... He is, like, bored. He's literally, like, you know, tapping his fingers on set going, well, we gotta take care of the spiders. Yeah. <laughs> right? We're the f- fucking robot. I don't know. Some Mimi, God- get me out of here. Some goddamn know. spaceship or something. I you know, know, you can, you can, it's really obvious when he is not interested in the movie he is making. Okay. But I think in Mr. Brooks, I think you're wrong if you're saying about, about that movie. No, I thought I he was good in that movie. I think he was brilliant in that movie. I thought he was really good in that I movie. I loved it when they would, like, start to laugh together. That was, it, that was just, like, the best scene. I thought, actually, and I, and I was watching it, and I thought, you know, as the movie went on, mm-hmm. I mean, I got the conceit right away that that was his sort of other personality right. that was making him do all these things. Not necessarily making him do all these things, but influencing him to do all these Encouraging, things. Encouraging. Yes. You're right. Um... Uh, but, and I thought, you know, honestly, if, I thought one of the things about it was that if that conceit was done badly, mm-hmm. or by ne- not necessarily as good of an actor, yeah. or whatever, that would have just crashed the movie. Exactly. Big time. Now, the thing that almost does crash that movie is the bizarre casting of Dane Cook. I know, right? I was really happy when he got the shovel at the end. Ooh, that was I was pretty... like, yes! Well, I didn't get, I don't know, there was... And I was watching it and I went, you know what? Okay, there are so many extraneous characters in this movie. Yes, there is. Well, there's a really, uh, the, the most noticeable weirdness in that movie, Mr. Brooks. Um, Just to is- clarify, we're, <laughs> we're, we're back on track here. <laughs> so that you're not confused. Mr. Brooks, movie we're talking about. Um, is the, like, I don't know if, like, somehow Denny Moore got the script. And she's like, I'll play the cop. And so they like butched up the role, but it was like weird because it felt like almost two separate movies where some of the movie was done from like Mr. Brooks's perspective and some of the movie was done from Demi Moore's perspective. And sometimes it really didn't seem like it meshed all that well. Right, exactly. And I thought that honestly that, and this was pointed out to me, which was a great point, which I completely agreed with. So I can't say I can't take credit for this, Mm. but I think that. Even Demi Moore's character was, if you completely eliminated 
uh-huh. Demi Moore's character, yeah. the movie wouldn't have really suffered. No. The only thing, the only thing that would have happened if you wouldn't have had Demi Moore's character in there is you wouldn't have had Dane Cook's character being so nervous and sort of freaking out. Yeah. That's the only thing. But you could have easily just yeah, yeah. had him I mean, freaking out on his own. I, get, I would have to imagine an early form of that script where, you know, you could just put CCH Pounder in the Demi, Demi Moore role. And it would I would just, put CCH know, Pounder Alfrey, in any role. <laughs> Alfre Woodard, you know, just going, I got to track this man down. And I'm loud and loud. Mr. Brooks! Jim <laughs> 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 Kill again! Damn you, sir! We're getting all racial up in this piece. Yeah, best open the window. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Source Awards in here. (laughs) Anyway. So yes, that character was like a total B character that somehow they got like an actual actress to do the movie and so they butched up the role. That's that's what I think. Right, and see, I think the impression... But it was also fun. I don't know. Like, I think she was good and I thought her... Like, she was... Going for it. Oh, yeah. But, um... She was invested, man. <laughs> yeah. You know that scene where she's shooting up the hallway? <laughs> that was in a weird scene because I was like, I was going... All of a sudden, all the lights are strobing. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the dumbest things in movies. Where if the, she shoots out the lights. Yes. But somehow, they become strobe lights when you shoot them. Exactly. Like, what? It, no. it happens in my house. I know, when right? I randomly shoot the 45. <laughs> I know, right? So I was like, I came over here and shot your lights out one time. And then we had a disco all of a sudden. <laughs> oh. <laughs> House music started. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're all over the place. I'm so anyway, sorry. Okay, anyway. anyway, I got the impression, sort of, that the, the Demi roll... Demi role, Demi Moore role yes. was put in the movie almost to sort of so that maybe the screenwriter didn't quite have quite enough with just Mr. Brooks, yeah, and had to sort of flesh out the movie a little bit more because, by giving him a foil, yeah, because if to me it would have been almost better if it would have been just him and William Hurt and maybe Dane Cook. Well, maybe not. Dane but then Cook, the only but... conflict to the movie would be between him and himself, and I can understand that being attractive to a screenwriter, but not necessarily to an audience. Sure, I guess you got to have kind of the chase. <laughs> yeah. But I loved William Hurt in that movie. He was great, and great. he and I love the scene where he's talking to him. It's toward the end, and he's talking to him, and he goes, <laughs> "Really? Yeah." He silently what... burps. <laughs> he goes, "You know, excuse me for a second. Can we do a second take on that?" <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he's, t- he's telling William Hurt, he says, you know, I'm thinking the best uh, thing for me would be to, to have him kill me. And William Hurt goes, well, uh, for that to happen, he would have to kill me too. And I don't want to die. I like eating, and I like fucking, and I like killing. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, he equates killing to eating and fucking. Which is a very good insight into that side of the... Some of that movie, I tell you, is disturbing. Like, when, when he has that dream sequence about his daughter stabbing... Oh, him God! Ugh! I know, and he's spewing blood everywhere. Ugh. And it's just like, wow. And the thing was, I was watching that going, holy crap, that's just gross. But then I went, you know, honestly, if somebody did get stabbed in the neck, that's probably a pretty good representation <laughs> of what would happen. Probably. 
Ugh. But no, I, I really actually, I like that movie a lot more than I thought I would because I got sort of sick of Kevin Costner for a while. Yeah. And, uh, but at the same time I watched it and I was like, wow, that was good. I think if sometimes, Kevin Costner, nobody likes him anymore. He's, nobody finds him interesting. Nobody goes see his movies. But that doesn't mean he's not making uh, consistently decent work. Sure. Well, the thing was, is he went through that period where he did make some crap. Yeah. I mean, like Waterworld, The Postman. Yeah, yeah. But lately, it seems like even for Love of the Game was a good movie. Yeah, that's a little older. But like, um, what was that swing vote? That movie even had its moments. It wasn't great, but it was it was decent. And yeah, he was good in it. Yeah. See, I didn't see that one. But yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of funny how people sort of turn on him. And, and because he was so, everybody loved him. Yeah. Robin Hood. Um, yeah, the early 90s, Burl- uh, he was Bull like Durham. king. Yeah, I mean, Robin Hood, Bull Durham, mm-hmm. you know, all these movies, and he, people just loved him. Mm-hmm. Even, I, one of the, my favorite Kevin Costner movie has got to be Tin Cup. That's, a, that's the, one of the, his best later, if not his best later movie. I love that movie. Dances with Wolves. Um, and uh, what was the big one with the Ray Liotta? Big one with Ray Liotta? If you build it, they will come. Oh, Field of Dreams. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I was, okay, I was going to go with Ray Liotta there. I would have said James Earl Jones. I don't always remember Shoeless Joe Jackson. Okay, thank you. Well, excusez-moi, senor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's what we're going to do. And I think this is from the last podcast, which obviously was three weeks ago. And I will apologize for this because I know that we haven't had one in a while and we just got on iTunes and if somebody is subscribed on iTunes, like why would I subscribe on iTunes? These fuckers haven't done one for three weeks. We're not pod fading as we're the not. Goes. We're not. We we're just, just had some drama. Mo drama. Best day in Dawes today. Thank you, Bill. And hey, if you can tell me where that quote comes from that's, that's next week's that's trivia next question. week's trivia question so do it again uh mo drama best day in dolls today all right that might be reversed no i think that's right okay i'm pretty sure that's right anyway so but we wanted to answer the trivia question from uh, uh some time back <laughs> whatever it was it was either the last one or the one before yeah, i think I it think was, it was the, last the last one, one. Where we talked about Rated X and uh, who the actor was that they had suggested would come out of the spaceship that landed. Right. Just to refresh people's memory. Just to refresh people's <laughs> memory. I have to enunciate. They're having. They're all coked out. They're having this this brainstorming session after Behind the Green Door came out. Yes. The follow up to it. They're going. They're all coked out. They're just freaking out. They're like throwing out all these stupid ideas. The spaceship comes down. So and so. Pops out of the spaceship, starts talking to a monkey. Yes. Okay. So, the actor is... The actor they suggest is... I got this wrong. (laughs) I thought I knew it, but I didn't. You thought it was Charlton Heston? I thought it was Charlton Heston. And you're damn close. I am. It's John Wayne. John Wayne popping out of a UFO, starting to talk to a monkey in in a porn movie. Yes. Called Sodom and Gomorrah. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I would pay good money to see that. I would have too. (laughs) <laughs> but that was the answer to our trivia question, people. Now, if you want to answer tonight's trivia question, you email canufbi at gmail.com. And if you could see what Phil was doing, that was <laughs> I could barely get through that. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> All right, so any... oh. Uh, trailers. This is the last thing because they're trailers. 
Um, I saw. That's why they're called trailers, people. They used to come after the movie. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Go. Um, so trailers. I saw the trailer for Alice in Wonderland. Yes. How was it? Very weird. And okay, saying that uh, uh, Tim Burton movie looks weird is like saying that the sky is blue. Yes. But at the same time, it looked it, a little off-putting. I'm not sure if I don't know if I would go see it because I mean I would see it. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I, I don't know if I would go see it in the theater. Yeah. Just because I looked at it, and I went, you know, Tim Burton's whole shtick. Maybe is getting a little old. Uh, maybe. You know, and the one thing, and I mentioned this to you before when we were on the smoke break, that it's they when I when I looked it up online, there was a little two line little interview blurb from some. He was like some producer or something. That said, yes, it's Tim Burton, and it's a little bit different. Then the original, which obviously the original is a Disney cartoon made yes. in 1951 uh-huh. or whatever. But you can take your little ones to see it. And it's like, I, lo- I watched the trailer and I went, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like Tweedledee and Tweedledum looked very, like, not scary, but creepy. Yeah. And Johnny Depp was so made up and and just, he looked weird he said he looked his performance. The little bit of it that there was in the trailer uh-huh. looked good. Yeah, you know he looked kind of funny or whatever. It's always good. Yeah, yeah. But um, except in the astronaut's wife. But go ahead. And um, uh, the one that was the real time one. Nick, Nick of time. time. I love Nick of Time. <laughs> Roma <laughs> Mafia. Marsha Mason. How can you go wrong? Christopher Walken. Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. Anyway. Fine. Yeah. Granted. Okay. So anyway. I watched it and I kind of went, you know, and it's it's a real mix between, obviously it's going to be a mix between computer animation and live action and stuff. I didn't think personally that there was nothing really that grabbed me about it other than it just looked weird. Yeah. And it was, I didn't know, and I also mentioned this before, but I'll be brief. I didn't know that that was actually not just a, a remake of the movie. Uh-huh. It was actually sort of a sequel. Where See, now I find that so bizarre that I'm going to go have to look it up. What it is, is and I read the thing, is that Alice is like this. I think she, supposedly she's like nineteen or twenty, uh-huh. something along that lines. And she is supposed to. She she has some like some arranged marriage or something. So she runs away because she doesn't want to get married. And she finds the rabbit hole that she fell down fifteen years before or what ten years before. Yeah, but she doesn't remember it. She's been there before, and they remember her, but she doesn't remember them. Mm. All the people down in the you know Wonderland. And it's just like, what? That's weird. So, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I didn't know that. I thought it was actually just a remake of the movie. Now, the thing I did want to mention, and I want all of you out there in podcast land to think about this the next time you see the poster, is that Johnny Depp <laughs> looks surprisingly, disturbingly like Madonna as the Mad Hatter. Now, when you go and you see those weird posters of Johnny Depp as the Mad Hatter, I want you to think Madonna. And you'll know exactly what I'm saying. Am I right? Or am I right? Or am I right? You told me that and I hadn't thought about that. But once you said it, I went, wow, you're right. <laughs> he does. He looks like with Madonna. The, with the real pasty skin. And, and the, the gap tooth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's weird, but true. Well, you know, I... I just like I said. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't particularly. There was nothing about the trailer of it that I was just like, "Wow, I gotta see that." Mm. You know, 
Because I think, again, I think that maybe Tim Burton's whole thing is getting a little old for me. Which is weird because I used to love Tim Burton. Well, he's not as good as he used to be. I mean, some things are okay. Like, I like Sweeney Todd. But uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory is like, meh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that he did the stop motion animation movie, The Corpse Bride. And that was just bad. That was just just. I don't think bad. I ever even saw that, actually. Yeah, good. It's boring. <laughs> Really? It, yeah, he shouldn't have done that himself. He didn't know the technology and he shouldn't have done it. Okay. Well, and I think it started with Mars Attacks, which I know you like a lot better. Than I you. love Mars Attacks. I, see, I just thought it was too just goofy and silly. and That's uh, because you're an idiot. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> you too. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what was the other trailer? There was another trailer I saw. Oh, Book of Eli. Yes. Which, I don't know. I, I tend to like these post-apocalyptic movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's just one of those ones I like. But the one thing about the trailer is that it didn't really give you much information about the movie other than it's post-apocalyptic and Denzel Washington's in it and he fights people. That's Pretty about much. it. Yeah. You know? And I was like, well... You got to give a little bit more than that. I know. This I isn't know. Red, or this isn't um, um, Steel Dawn. <laughs> or uh, oh fuck, now I can't even remember what I was going to say. Solar Babies. Solar Babies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But no, I mean, it didn't look like it was badly made or anything. But no, it's no, just no. like you watch a trailer and, and you go, "What the fact, hell is I was, was going to mention that where the hell have the Hughes brothers been for ten years? Like, all of a sudden, they show up to do a Denzel movie. The last movie they did was From Hell, and that was, yeah. like, 99 or 2000. Yeah. No, I know. I thought the exact same thing. It's like, the Hughes Brothers, I mean, what are they doing? I know. They've just been doing commercials and music videos for 10 years? I don't, I don't know. know. It's weird, though, because I think about that sometimes, too, when you think about... Or when, like, if say we look in the book, mm-hmm. in the movie, huh? And you see a director doesn't do anything from, say, there's, like, this five-year gap. Yeah. And you go... Well, how is he paying his rent? <laughs> really? Is, I mean, does he take a job at UPS or something until he gets a new job? No, they, they're doing commercials. Like, I, rem- I will always remember the, jo- um, the Lynch, um, like, EPT commercial. What? <laughs> you should this would, this, would, this would be better as a video podcast. You probably should have just seen my face. <laughs> I was very surprised. But no, there was a there was a Lynch, pre- I, th- I think it was a pregnancy test commercial, and and if you know it's Lynch, you can kind of tell because you know she's looking at her watch, wondering when it's gonna, you know, when she'll find out, and all the numbers on her watch turn to yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, and it's very kind of surreal, and so once you know that it's a Lynch commercial, you know it, but otherwise, it's did, yeah, some they, they just Lynch did it. Wow. Like an EBT, like a pregnancy test commercial. Can you believe it? Can you fucking believe it? I can't! <laughs> Jesus Christ, I had no idea. They, they just blew my mind, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right off the side. Or maybe more like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Alright, so I think those are the only trailers that I saw that I... Re- I know there was another one, but I don't remember what it was. Did you- did you see any well, there's like a companion piece to the Book of Eli, and that's the like serious version of it, um, based on the Cormac McCarthy novel, The Road. 
with uh-huh. Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. And Charlie's there, and I think. Uh, yeah, I haven't. It's also post apocalyptic, you know, father and son across the post apocalyptic, you know, blah, 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 fighting all these cannibals or something. Right, yeah. No, I would. I've read about that. I haven't seen a trailer for it. It's Is on. there a trailer out for yes, it? Yes, it's on yeah. Comcast. Well, I'll have to go see him. I have to find somebody that's Comcast and. We can go fucking watch it if you really want to. No. We've gone long enough, damn it. Okay. All right. So anything else, Phil? Anything else? I think we're done. All right. We've we've come back, baby. We're back. We're bad. I'm mad. You're black. Wait, no. That's from Leave the Weapon. Yes. God damn it. I shouldn't have explained it. It would be better if I didn't explain it. No. Frequently, this is Okay. (laughs) All right, Phil. You know what? That's us for this week. Episode 14 is over. Email us at kenyufbi.gmail.com. Uh, Look for us on iTunes, which, by the way, I'm fairly proud of, but whatever. <laughs> All right, Phil, take us out, man. In honor of us being back, I give you the original. Can you fucking believe it? Yeah!